podcast series featuring conversations with professional creatives from the arts, entertainment, and media industries. Here we explore various approaches to craft and career and even consider how those two can sometimes work together. I'm Derek Webster, Senior Associate Director for Creative Careers at Yale's Office of Career Strategy, and it's my pleasure to be returning for the second part of our interview with New York-based artist, creative director, designer, and producer, Asher Young. Asher, it's so great to have you back on the show. Thank you for having me. So we got such a great scope and introduction to the different elements that you've been involved in in the last time that we talked. I was wondering too, though, like we didn't have as much time as I, I sometimes like to to give you yeah. the chance to give us some sort of, you know, perspective, advice. We're going to have a, you know, we, we've got a wide right. viewership, but also a lot of Yale undergrads that are listening and wanting to know a little bit more about like practically, tangibly, how do I make these things happen? What does this look like? So let's go ahead and start in that direction. And if you could... Maybe we'll start just in, in in big scope version. Like if you if you had the one piece of advice that you could have told yourself as a senior graduating from Yale, like here's what I yeah. wish you knew. What would it be? Like what and 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 let's make it specific to assuming someone is interested in following down similar lines of 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 where you've gone. I would say it's about surviving. And, and, and I know that, and I don't mean it so dramatically. I actually mean it in the context of <laughs> if this is something you want to do, uh, like just speaking for myself, like I know that I will be constantly desiring to create new things and following my own artistic passions. That's not the question, right? The question becomes being able to create an environment for yourself that you can continue to exist and make those things happen so that you can exist long enough so that all of a sudden people know who you are, right? It, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, and I'm like, and, and part of this is just to say, you know, no one tells you the practice of making art is making art long enough, right? Like that is, that is like functionally <laughs> what the advice is, right? And, and, and I, and I, why do I use the word surviving is because that can mean many different things for people, right? That is sometimes taking a job on the side. Sometimes that is doing a project that may not be 100% what you want to do, but like you do it because you meet someone and maybe you just don't use that project in your portfolio. There's many projects I don't use in my portfolio at all, but I I use it to meet someone who I'm like, now we have a good relationship with. So I think the surviving piece, I think is is something I would have said, be like, that is the, that is, that is the thing that matters because I, it, I know Asher, your, your artistic center, like that is not going to be the thing you're going to worry about. It's going to be about getting to the point where that is continually the thing you're able to do. I like that. Yeah. The sustainability of process. Yeah. And, and, and I like too that, that the way of thinking, particularly because I mean, artists in general, like we do, we have moments where we wonder, you know, we second guess and, and those sorts, but at, at core, we have a lot of passionate connection totally. with our artistic practice and so that part is probably not going to wane right like there'll, there'll be the the complications that surround that so the idea that if you can just keep it you know the engine moving long enough to get that load yeah. to the you know where it's supposed to go um i like that i like that way of and looking you're totally at it. right like exactly it's not there are days where i'm like you know everyone waffles like that's totally natural but like if you just keep going you start and you look around and you're like oh i'm here not that i've made it but like now there's like a group of people in my, in my cohort. Okay. We're sort of supporting each other. Right. And then you like keep and then move forward a couple of years. I mean, like that's, it's just about that. Yeah. You know? 
I like that too, because I mean, what you just said puts it back. We talked last time about community of practice and, and you mentioned how integral that is. And one reason that's so integral, that community is what keeps you moving on, on the bad yeah. days that they, they tend to be the ones and you do the same thing. You pick the other person up, they pick you up and it keeps you moving forward in a really healthy way. That's great. Great. Great advice. I wish I would have gotten to senior. Yeah. <laughs> no one gave it to me. So, <laughs> so yeah, but now we're, 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 you're giving it to a whole new generation, which is great. Okay. So with the same kind of like retrospective in mind, what is one, particularly in early in the process, as you were escaping Yale and going, you know, into these brave new worlds, what was one, I'll say mistake, but it could just be um, a decision that, you know, to do again, or, or you want someone else to avoid making that kind of mistake? What would that be? I would say I think uh, I'm going to be abstract because I think it, 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 I think it, it's important not to, not to name specific people in this. But I think the thing that mistake is, you know, when you're younger, you model behavior, right? As with people who are successful, and you think that that is the thing that brought them success, right? And not necessarily having uh, space to understand that, like. That is just a function of who they are and where they came from. And so, you know, I, I'm when I say mistake, I think it's more of just like a I wasn't self-aware enough in that moment to say, like, I can move through this environment in a different way on my own terms. Right. And I think none of it was like catastrophic or anything like that. But, you know, how do you want to move through a given space? Because, yes, you are often representing other people or other people's interests. But at the end of the day, it is you and you have to preserve that. And I think those, as talk about community of practice, like you have to bring along the people and people also want to have to come along with you, right? And so I think that that is a sort of a high level thing that I look back on is I wish I learned that faster, right? Is that like the environment which you're in is not necessarily an environment of the rest of the situation. Okay. No, that's good. And yeah, keeping keeping healthy perspective in mind in, in, in all of this, I think is help helpful and and not easy to do, particularly when yeah. you're younger. And and as you said, you're kind of reaching out, and you're assuming like, oh, that person, they're successful. They did it that way. I'll, I must do it that way as well. I think there's a lot of um in, in a healthy way in the modern artistic and entertainment related landscapes, there's a lot of rethinking of uh, the things that looked like they were the right ways before, definitely not the right ways. And and I would say, I think where it's hard and particularly so it's like when it's like unacceptable is very clear. Do you know what I mean? But when there is just ways that are better, uh, yeah. I think that's when it's really hard, right? When it's unacceptable, like the lines are clear, people will start vocalizing that kind of stuff. And But it's more just like making an active decision about it, how you want to move through space, you know? And so I think that is like, the part that is because it's it's that that it's not that it's bad it's just sort of like are you taking an active decision about that or are you being passive in that interaction you know yeah i like that okay so what and again we, we've we've gone back a few different times talking about like your industry and what you're a part of and to be honest like you 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 skew in a lot of different directions like you're, you're touching a lot of different so maybe as a mix give us a, a a bit more of a sense of the landscape that you think of when i say you know the industries that you're a part of and right. then also the current trends in those industries that young creatives might want to know about um amazing i think we'll have to go but one by one <laughs> sure yeah absolutely so i think I am interested in, so in the immersive theater world, right? You know, I think 10 years ago, Sleep No More, all that kind of stuff was the big, big trend and became like a huge defining moment in the immersive theater world. You know, Punch Drunk are incredible and they continue to do so, their own work all over the world. 
I think in that context, the trends that are exciting to me are people taking that practice and applying it to different disciplines, right? So we're working on something with a hotel, right? And that becomes interesting, right? Like how do you think of a closed ecosystem in the context of immersive theater, right? All of a sudden those things become interesting. So taking those principles and applying them to different spaces through the lens of the theater is actually very exciting to me because in my opinion, like the things that like the grandfathers of the sleep knowers and things like that, they exist. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm so happy they exist. So now what's coming next, right? Like yeah. those, yeah. those are the, the questions that I have in the music world. It's hard to say because there's so many different types of artists and things out there, but I, I am personally finding the best collaborations are the ones who are interested in more, more narrative and more art based work. And that's sort of where we have been spending our time, right? Um, there's a whole other category of people who are are focusing on scale and things like that. But where we are is how do you take a normal concert and sort of change it on its head or change a different, what, what is the role of an artist? The role is not just music. It is also curator. It's also all this other thing. In like the installation space, I feel like it's about meaning. It's about things that are meaningful, right? I think we've seen the the promulgation of a bunch of stuff that is Instagram based, right? Which, and that is more of the mar- the marketing world, which I am not a part of, but even things like super blue out there, which is Pace's gallery, Pace galleries, audience-based exhibits that are, you know, has James Terrell as Devlin, things like that. We're starting to see the merging of artists and audience work in that way. So that to me is very exciting, right? Like the, the art world is playing close enough for attention to the, that overlap in sort of a, serious way right whether and serious can mean critically can also mean monetarily like it's now like a, a big focus in a different way than it was um i think that's a good three levels i mean there's many more of course but that, that's that's a nice bite <laughs> that we've taken out of the apple so okay so what do you use on a daily weekly basis and i, I you probably use some very custom and networked kind of things, but like, what do you use in a, in a publicly accessible way to like follow trends, to, to know where market's going, to know where creatives, what they're doing? Like, what are some of the publications, the online resources? Like, what would you recommend? What do I do? Uh, I think there are a couple of things. There's like in the immersive theater world, there's something called No Proscenium, which is uh, run by Noah Nelson, which is an incredible resource there. They are across the country and all over the place. They tend to review things and say a bunch of opportunities that are available. I think they're really doing a great job. How do I find things? You know, I'm, I am on Instagram, but I don't really like, I, it's a funny relationship. I'm, I'm on it for work purposes, but I'm not on it for personal purposes. And so I find that I get a lot of my resource visual re- references from a lot of like art blogs, whether it be something as just visually exciting as like, this is colossal, which it just, they keep posting incredible projects or it's something like the new york times is like art section like those are the categories i would also say the thing that secretly feeds a lot of stuff is google alerts um and i know that seems really boring but i (laughs) have a lot of google alerts set for a lot of specific things so not just like new theater right or it's like an artist i like or there's a gallery in this place or this new hologram right like like random things yeah. and that comes into my inbox every day and i read it and i and you know 95 percent of it is useless but yeah. there's five percent that <laughs> becomes interesting um, because i i i'm not yeah. well i have like magazines and a bunch of those kinds of materials that come through my life it's also interesting to see just like what is pushing through you know in a sort of 
wide scale screen yeah. kind of way. That's great. Also, probably those alerts are probably feeding your algorithm too, just in terms of every time you get on Google, it probably <laughs> is giving you interesting slices of return. It's true, except I have a different Google account because of that purpose. Ah, okay. So, oh no. So you're, you know, that's actually a smart way to keep, you know, completely separated. Yeah, totally. And, and, and I would say, I think the other thing that I do is like, I think everyone does this, their community are like, I am constantly asking people, for what's the weirdest thing? And then as your friends get, and I say weird is a good thing, as your friends get more and more specific in their work, that specificity is helpful, right? Like I, I was at a bar with, with this, with this bartender who I'm working with and he made a key lime pie drink. And the it's using winter melon to create the pie crust taste. Do you know what I mean? Cause, and so like, to <laughs> me, that's like, what's a winter melon? Where does that come from? That's so exciting. You know, like, like <laughs> that kind of thing, the more niche people are, I think that's the, the better sources they have. Great. Yeah. Okay. So then let's put ourselves back in the, in the perspective of a young undergrad who's interested in everything you've been saying, taking notes, trying to figure out like how to carve my, my way into this channel. And then you would love to hear more about, okay, then like, what are, what are the skills? What are the platforms? What are the softwares? What are the types of things that I should be engaging with? You were a computing and the arts major, which even, you know, that's been a growing major, by the way. I don't know. It's, it's, it's far more popular than it used to be. Um, so there's much more carryover in those directions. So, so there's actually a decent number of people who are, are at Yale thinking about some of the same things that you're thinking about. What should they, how should they be carving this out for themselves in terms of their, again, practice exercise, but also just the, the, the technologies behind some of this that they need to be aware of at the very least, if not working in? I think first question is an honest reflection for the individual of like, do you enjoy the technical, right? As, as primary, or do you enjoy the, like the conceptual as primary? And not to say you have to be one or the other, but understanding where, what, where's your center? Cause I think that informs how, what's, what skills you take on. Right. So in my life, the technical was just a means to the end of what the thing I was trying to create. And so I, while I have a great appreciation for it and I love it, it is not where I start. And it's not at all what takes a lot of my mental space. For example, living memory, which is the new iteration of the hologram that I started at Yale, that comes from a place of how do we accurately represent memory now? Oh my gosh, how do we back through the tech stack to make that happen? I know how to do this and this, but I had to call these six, six other people to do these other things. So I would say is first identify within yourself today, and this can change later, where are you excited about? And if it's more technical, I would say find the things that are exciting to you, right? That, for example, all of a sudden everyone discovered Unreal Engine over the pandemic, right? And it has the ability to create the incredibly realistic renderings and things like that. And now I, I want people in my life that can, that can do that, right? Because I, I can putz around on it, to, but that's, I'm not, like, that's not my skill set, right? That's an example, yeah. right? Not to say that Unreal Engine is the best thing ever, be whatever, whatever, but it's free. And all of a sudden now you have a huge skill set that people don't have and a different generation did not spend the hours to invest in, right? That's if you're like a technically minded person, right? The other side of it is if you're more interested in like the story or the narrative or the reference-based stuff, I would say just surround yourself with that material, right? You know, I, and that part is where I get really happy is like, going to museums or researching the materials, go nerd out about the ghost army, right? And learn <laughs> about who made those tanks and why they're there. Or what about you fun, like a, a Korean painter, like those kinds of things, if those are exciting to you, like then follow those things. Because I think both of those categories are equally valuable and you will have space 
to use your word channel, like they're both critically important. Right. And sometimes that is like Photoshop being able to make incredible things on Photoshop. And sometimes that is saying, why are we making it like, and I think those are both <laughs> valuable, but even if you have the reference stuff, you still have to be able to create things. Like I, I, I don't think in my world I could do anything if I was just conceptual. You always have to be able to bring it to a reality, even if it's just a representation of reality for others to try to understand, you know? Fantastic. No, that's, that's a great self-reflection, right? Like, and, and I like the way that you're, you're kind of parsing between the more technical side of things and the more, I don't know, observant or, or categorical kind of things or strategic kind of approach. But it sounds like in the worlds that you're walking, it sounds like you need a little bit of both. And that's kind of the, yes. almost by definition that what you're doing, whether it's, you know, some projects will be one more of one and more or more of the other, but it sounds like those are both elements within, within the, the scope of what you're doing. Absolutely. And, and part of it is also just being able to to weed through the collaborators too right and, and, and when i say weed through it's not good or bad it's just like can you accomplish the thing we need right and and that is like being able to say okay i need to create a giant 75 foot inflatable octopus right who can do that i don't think <laughs> you can do that like oh you can do that great you've designed a thing it looks beautiful but do you know how it happens no you don't okay maybe we need a different design like you know that's like really part of it not to, to be able to go back and forth and sort of know enough to be dangerous to make some quick calls about what what has to happen. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we'd love to hear what's go you you mentioned a few different projects, but some of it's in past tense. We'd love yeah. to hear more future tense, like what's on the horizon, what's the exciting stuff that we we want to share, we want to know about. And anything you've got will definitely drop into the chat below. So where can we point people to find you and find your stuff? So what's happening this year? This new things that are coming is we're doing a that hologram that we've talked about that I started at Yale, there's a new version of it called Living Memory that's coming up this May, the beginning of May in Battery Park. That'll be there for a couple of days, just as a little R&D session for us, which will be fun. It's part of an illumination festival, which will be great. The other thing that we're doing coming up this spring and summer is we're doing an immersive dinner show for Richard Branson's Virgin Voyages that has been many, many years in the making and is coming back this year. So that should be up and running by June. We'll see, you know, as, as these things go, it's always a big process and we're super excited about that. So that has like food, circus, and a bunch of other stuff. And so that's, those are the two main things. And other thing, other things are like, we have some things with museums and other stuff that are coming up, but those timelines are so much longer. So those are the two coming up right now. And if they're more, I'll send them your way. We might have some salons and things like that happening. Perfect. And anything you got, uh, send it our way and we'll drop it in. Amazing. Asher, as always, it's been such a pleasure. Thanks for kind of tracking industry and split industries and multi-industries, but also just being honest in the in the assessment of, of what's happening and also giving some great advice along the way. It's been fantastic. Oh, thank you for having me. I, hope, I, I think the, the most important thing is Ford is like the only way to think about it, right? Like Ford every day. And so yep. I appreciate yep. talking to you every day about it. Stay in touch. I'm sure at some point we'll have you back. Sounds good. Thanks again, Asher. And that's all for now for the Craft and Career Podcast. But keep an ear out for our next conversation with Yale alumna, educator, and musical theater performer, Zena Ellis. Until then, don't be afraid to use the word career, but always stay crafty.